This is the EPLOG audio experience. मेरा बेटा इंजीनियर बनेगा Remember the scene in the film Three Idiots when engineer student Farhan says, "Abba nahi manenge." When he wants to pursue wildlife photography instead of sitting for his engineering job interview. Now times have changed. and of course pursuing your passion is the coolest thing to do but well it comes with a cost a lifestyle cost what are the challenges that come with shunning a job and working as a freelancer what are the things to note when transitioning from one to the other welcome to voice of achievers with me yashika each week We dive deep into the career trajectories of passionate individuals and focus on key aspects from their journey that may be helpful as you build your own career path. Let's welcome Mr. Navaneet Krishna Ramanathan who runs Alchai Design Studio, a UI UX design studio focused on experience and interface design for web and mobile applications. He has over 13 years of industry experience across various domains and has worked for companies like Nokia and Thoughtworks before turning to freelancing and eventually starting his own design studio in Bengaluru. Currently, he's working on crafting experience design for mental health and wellness projects initiated by public research universities in Australia. He talks to us today about measuring growth in creative careers. and gives us a reality check about freelancing careers welcome to the show navneet hi ashika thanks for having me so you started learning about user interface design which is ui ux design when this wasn't even a proper career alternative uh tell us more about the apprehensions in your head when you started out especially since you were about to invest all your savings into learning this uh how does one be better prepared when starting out uh, for me when i started out i didn't have a intention or you know thought process to get into ui ux because the term was pretty much nascent at the time like so mm-hmm. i liked sketching i was into art uh, when i was young something which i did you know losing track of time so that that was one thing which which, which i was pretty firm about like i know that for a fact that i want to get into designing i i was pretty sure like this is what i want to do the only thing is like i had enough backup for the sabbatical which i was planning uh, uh trying to switch to design field you had invested a large part of your savings into learning this I mean, it's a very it's a risk taking process, especially in the initial uh, part of your career. Got it. Uh, were there were there apprehensions as such when you started out? Yeah, I I uh, took a break uh, as a uh, you know to give it a try. Okay, so I had enough backup for six months, so mm-hmm. I I I was not worried about because I had already worked for three years that time, so okay. I was always uh, pretty confident that I can go back to work if things doesn't go well. So, so you mean to say that the risk taking was uh, a planned and a strategic move? Definitely, definitely a calculated risk. Like, uh, make sure you have a enough backup for three to six months. Like, if uh, these days switching to a passionate uh, job and then uh, quitting your job overnight, all that seems fancy. But 
<laughs> what i would advise is to uh, take a calculated risk so that you know you can always uh, balance it out when it things doesn't go well also your journey started in an engineering college it moved to a telecom job uh, all the way to a freelancer and now to an entrepreneur and you have said that you always had an inclination towards design and you knew where you had to go uh, why is it so hard to embrace what you like doing from the start and don't you think you'd be better off if you landed in this profession rather earlier <laughs> okay yeah so we uh, we come from this generation where we uh, decide what to do in life uh, either while doing engineering or you know after completing engineering or some, something like that because that became a norm few years back i think it's slowly changing now but having said that uh, i don't regret the journey because i believe every journey is unique and every experience i went through adds value to the journey basically so whatever i'm doing right now has uh, been shaped through the experience i got in telecom industry or said support or uh, you know working for companies and things like that uh, the uniqueness factor comes you know with your unique journey like of course th- that is a conventional way of you know joining a design school and things like that if uh, like if someone figures out way ahead in time that okay this is what i want to do i mean there is a whole generation which <laughs> has gone through this uh, do whatever you want to do in life after doing your engineering so <laughs> i <agree. laughs> that that's that's exactly my point and i'd like to dwell a little more on this simply because you said that uh, parts of these engineering days or say your um, job in the telecom industry have uh, added value to what you do today A- hmm. is there an incident or two that you may want to share while doing engineering i was constantly creating something like uh, either uh, sketching or uh, creating artwork designing posters for the you know all this Uh, symposiums and conferences which happens in engineering colleges right that kind of validation from my friends uh, and colleagues right like okay uh, if, if 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 at all they are ready to print a 3 by 6 flex the design which i created then probably it is good and uh, telecom if you see uh, so we create dashboards for analytics in telecom which i was part of again like i was searching for something which is in the creative space and i uh, managed to pick things uh, you know which involved or which required uh, creativity and things like that uh, so now when i am picking a project which is in uh, a communications domain or telecom space i understand the technicalities of the industry like because i have worked there for yeah so the kind of experience design uh, or the kind of business solutions i give uh is definitely you know way Amo different tailor made yeah basically the business knowledge and the domain knowledge uh, expertise is is the uh, key factor is what i think tell us about learning something on your own and then excelling in it or making it a business and how was it getting your first client how did you even go about that so i uh, personally believe that learning by your own on any subject matter is going to help you explore the particular domain in detail going to validate help you validate yourself that okay this particular domain is something which uh, you know you know the domain pulls me towards it more okay. than you know saying that i am passionate and things like that so for me the when i started out uh, the learning process was very, very natural and intuitive you know which 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 comes natural to me 
so mm. that's the validation you have to have when you are uh, you know switching careers or learning something on your own and then i after that i worked for companies as a uh, ui ux designer and developer so uh, i didn't straight off start freelancing because mm. i wouldn't understand the nuances of the industry right so mm. work experience actually helped me a lot to uh, get my projects when i wanted to uh, freelance because i had a network people from the industry and initial projects were all through it it always comes through your network like right if, yeah so because they know they have worked with you even without a portfolio if somebody is trusting you on your work it's because they have worked with you past in, in the past yeah. because yeah. financing like working on your own is a lifestyle choice basically like you are cutting down all the perks all the benefits you get from a corporate setup you are taking a risk of starting your own so that itself is a experience which you have to go through right so initially since i had enough projects in pipeline and then eventually it became a very organic process like i would say the key points would be to keep it very organic because authenticity is one of the main thing like like because this journey right helps you identify your, yourself a lot when you are on your own uh you are put up with yourself right so basically it helps you invent yourself and okay this is what i am and then you stick to that authenticity and then consistency like you keep it consistent across all channels like you write about it in uh, write blogs and medium uh, tweets things like that right so consistency across all the all your communication channels and then obviously there will be a unique uniqueness to your brand so once you stick to this authenticity and you know make sure you are consistent in your talking and writing and things like that then it itself will you know form into a unique shape would you t- would you also um, recommend creating a portfolio yeah that's what initial days it's not required because see generally what happens in design industry is like when you are working for a company you cannot claim that work as yours because you have all these ndas and things like that so yeah. but the upside to it is like you have a group of people who have worked with you uh, in your previous job right so you get projects like you can easily pick up projects like if if there is a design you know, designer who is quitting uh, and starting freelancing Mm. probably all his friends are going to bug him with projects like that is what i have seen as a common pattern like say mm. it for any field like even writing if you are a freelance content writer there are, there is always like three four people around you who needs content or someone who they know so it's always reference always works best at the initial days and then once you are down three four projects from your network then obviously you form a portfolio like it's it's naturally formed and then yeah from there you can take it uh, take note like what is the kind of portfolio you want to build and then pick and choose the project you want uh you said that the initial set of clients of course are very organic because you've moved from and they have worked with you in the past but uh, how then then do you can continue getting clients and how do you maintain those relationships in fact how do you even maintain the discipline of working continuously with so many clients <laughs> okay so yeah i think uh, you use the right word so discipline is something which is also a key factor like when you are independent you got to be on your toes all the time uh, get back to the client questions like i i did have a, a downtime after you know working with projects through the reference and things like that so there will always be a rough patch 
which any freelancer or anybody who is working independent uh, will go through uh, for various other reasons right so one thing which helped me well was uh, constant networking uh, attending conferences and uh, conducting workshops when you interact with people when you socialize when you network uh, strong then you never know like when you'll get your next big project from so i would say like it's always always keep selling what about the discipline then of working in a freelance career as opposed to a specific 9 to 5 or a 9 to 6 how do you maintain that discipline it is completely a balancing act like so uh, you know that if you are not going to work uh, you're not going to get paid right that is one thing and uh, obviously uh, to run uh, any business or you know to work on your own discipline is definitely a key factor like it can be you, you can have a lazy monday and you can have a busy friday mm. like if you aren't ready for it like then you can stick to the you know corporate routine which is like you know monday to friday and right but upside to it is like you can also you know plan your work better like you can uh, work on a you know hectic favorite project for like 3 months and then you don't work for a month you can go on a vacation right. you can line up work after your vacation things like that so it's basically like designing your lifestyle itself now tell us about uh, measuring your growth when you are independent personally are you being able to grow how do you measure that yeah so it uh, depends on various factors i personally measure my growth based on the impact i create through my design like what is the uh, social impact or what is the business impact for my client and also the kind of clients i engage on year on year basis right like the project size the budget size so these are the factors which indicates the growth basically like you keep a 6 uh, months period or a yearly milestone to mm. measure your growth mm. but the parameters can vary year on year you can keep changing your uh, growth parameters tell us about how i'm not even asking you to reveal the pricing but how does one begin to even know how one should price their work do you look at the industry standards and or you uh, talk to your fellow mates or how do you do it yeah so again pricing differs from work to work client to client Mm. and initially you pretty common to get it uh, you know wrong couple of times and underprice it or overprice it and things like that what i would strongly suggest is like initial days sticking to industry standards like when when you are uh, quitting your corporate job like there is there is a salary which, which was fixed right? right and then imagine that you are switching to another company and then you would have a whatever like 30% or 50% up uh, upscaled uh, salary package in your mind so probably right. you can drill down that into a hourly pricing and add all your other expenses like internet uh, electric bills and uh, commuting and all that so right. when you add all that then your budgeting becomes little different uh, you know expense for this particular period of time and then this is right. the kind of effort i'm going to put put in That, that that will be a good start and moving forward it it get optimized like you uh, you know invent new pricing models and you it's, it it comes through practice that okay this didn't work out in the previous project like let me try a different model this time so uh i would like you and request you to break down the user interface and user experience uh design career for our listeners experience and what are the different kinds of career options one has okay so the industry comes up with all fancy variants on a day to day mm. basis but to put it 
in simple words like you have two things like one is logical and then the other one is creative it depends on what kind of person you are and what is the kind of work you like to do well so i'll just pick uh, a mobile app as an example Right. So there are two things to it. Like one is aesthetic and functional. So aesthetic is the one you see, one the user sees it, and right. then functional functionality part is the way it works. Both of these are important for the experience. What are the different kinds of career options one has? Split it into three things. One is proper designers, like graphics designers, who create the basically the branding, the creatives, and things like that, right. and then. UX designers who analyze the business come up with a use cases like come up with you know better experienced strategies and things like that and UI there is a development part which is who builds the who gets things done like who gets the design implemented for example when you click a request like when you submit a form and it's going to take long time to load then it's a bad experience even though the page looks you know fancy and jazzy you can you can choose to be a UI developer who codes and who you can choose to be a designer who designs uh, and there are some unicorns in the industry who does both <laughs> okay so if you are a creative person you use more of your right brain and if you are a analytic uh, logical person like you use more of a left brain and talk to us about recruiting people then how do you find the right people and what are you looking for when you are of course again the, these are two different aspects that i'm looking at but uh, number 1 is what is it that you are looking for when you are recruiting people and two is that um, how do you build the right team yeah so again like i said uh, reference always works best because uh, people around you know you better mm-hmm. and the people they are referring also like i mean they make sure that okay you know this kind of works with the culture which you are trying to build and things like that i'm also working with freelancers like who i have worked before like when you ask about uh, quality it's more about obviously the passion towards the the job and honesty commitment and honesty is <laughs> more important over any technical skills like you can train any resource mm. if there's a technical skill or a, you know but you need the core values so that Uh, you know, it becomes easy to work for uh, for a long period of time. Superb. What does achievement mean to you? The impact I create through my work is hmm. something which I value a lot. Which uh, I would say, so any impact, be it so- social or uh, uh, you know, b- business impact through my design, hmm. something which I value as an achievement. Lovely. So all the very best to you, and we really hope that you go great lengths in your career space. Thank you, Yashika. Thank you for being on the show. Great talking to you. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to share your thoughts and feedback in the comment section. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts if you like the episode. Subscribe or hit follow Voice of Achievers on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Hubhopper, Spotify, Jio Seven, Gana, or wherever you get your podcasts from. send us an email on editor at voiceofachievers.com or find us on voiceofachievers.com to share guest suggestions or topics that you'd like us to cover don't forget to tune in next week again voice of achievers on eplog media